listening to the Girls Get Off podcast, an R18 podcast on all things female pleasure. Think girl talk, but real girl talk, where we chat all things masty, self-loving, sex, orgasms and more. Nothing is off limits, which means you get all the secrets, even our guests BFFs don't know. We're on a mission to make talking about getting off as fun as actually doing it. Ready to join the Mastination? Let's get into it. Hi and welcome back to the Girls Get Off podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're about to jump into an episode with the lovely Morgan Penn. But before we do, we'll do a little recap. We've just recorded with her and we're talking about butt play today. My goodness, I felt relaxed listening and listening to her speak and talking through uh, the butt play (laughs) episode. And Joe's looking at me with this like wild face. Not the same for you? Yeah, not the same for me. I was clenched most of it. Um, but <laughs> I guess there's two types of people in this world. <laughs> she was talking about nice massage. She was talking about it, good communication, a lot of pleasure. And obviously, well, Joe was clinching and um, I was trying to understand what she meant by anal breathing. It was great. No, no like if you're like, her whole thing that she's been doing with us um, in a few different forms now is butt play for beginners, right? Like, and it's such a good educational type, um, you know, start to understanding about it as well, rather than just like thinking, I got to lube up and get something in there. You know, it brings such a nice, it does bring such a nice vibe to something that's actually quite scary for a lot of people I think totally and I think with a lot of the content that she talks about in the way um her philosophies and so on just that piece around slowing down and not rushing into it like you mentioned it just makes such a big difference and I think this episode is perfect for even those who have had a bit of a foray into anal play or butt play um and also for those who maybe have never tried, maybe they have like kind of feel that stigma that surrounds it. So yes, very informative and it's a really, it feels like a very safe space to kind of learn about it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And she spoke about, you know, communication and how it's so important to, you know, communicate what's hap- what's going to happen and stuff like that to help that create that safe space, which is everything. So okay, and so just to introduce her before we jump on, Morgan Penn creates a safe space to explore self-love, sexuality, and find the confidence to live a pleasure-filled life. She's a certified somatic sexologist, pleasure advocate, sex educator, and co-host of the award-winning podcast, The Trainee Sexologist. Welcome to the podcast, Morgan. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, Divine Woman. It is my pleasure. Very excited to be today one of our most watched videos on our facebook uncensored group that you did the lives but play for beginners so bringing that to a podcast with all the juicy information everyone needs to know that makes sense we all got to know about butt play (laughs) and i really loved this live when it was in the facebook group i think i watched it with my housemates at the time we had a bit of a viewing session um and the thing that i love about the way your delivery of any lives that you've done with us is that um you don't get straight into it 
and there's always a bit of a nice build up and we get the full story before we go in there. Um, so talk us through, you know, from the beginning. Okay, I'm someone who wants to maybe get started with butt play. Maybe I've had a little bit of anal before or something, but I'm not really sure if I like it. Take me right back to the start. Where do I need to think about? Yeah, okay. Well, I guess I would say starting with your own body first is always going to be the best way to figure out what you like, what feels comfortable and what your boundaries are before you bring another person into the mix. And, you know, butt play still has a lot of taboo with it. And unfortunately, with things that have got taboo, we find that it's in the shadows. So people aren't communicating as clearly or as openly about things because it's hard and we don't know what's normal and we've got we've got fear around it. So really starting with yourself is the best place. And if you're not even sure if you're going to enjoy butt play, I would recommend actually working, if you're a vulva and vagina owner, is working internal with your vagina first. Because if you work with your back wall, so the wall that is on the same wall as the anus, there is a P spot in there which just stands for the posterior wall that is a cluster of nerves. And there you are going to find maybe for most people, a little pleasure spot. And so if you start just exploring with curiosity that back wall of the vagina, you're gonna see if it feels good. The mucosal lining in the vagina is so thin on that wall that you are indirectly touching the anus. So you're gonna get a sense of what it feels like if you were to put something into your anus. So if it actually feels good to you, in the vagina, likely that it's going to feel good in the anus. So that's probably the very, very like scratching the surface just to see if you want to go in there, you know, if you're feeling fear around it. Secondly, I would say if that feels good and we're moving in to the actual anus, it is all about connection, breath, and a soft opening, okay? Because actually, there is, you know, that is a place where we have fecal matter come out of. So for things to go in, can feel a little bit foreign. And so starting with warming up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a clencher, Morgan. I'm a clencher. <laughs> this is the part I need to learn about. Fair enough. Like, I think there is a lot of fear in there. And when we think about, the, the contraction in the body, like absolutely our anus is the first to go. And, you know, I've got teachers that do say that we literally hide all our fear, our shit, all our shame is in our anus. So when we are softening and opening in that realm, it's like, what can of worms are we actually opening here? Yeah. Yeah. That actually, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Because yeah, because I work with the body, I believe that all parts of the body hold different kind of emotions and memories. And so with the anus, this is probably our biggest secret holder, right? So when we are touching in the space with deep reverence and intention, there is a chance that we are going to find our fears and we're going to find resistance. So it is about going really gently with yourself. And if it doesn't feel good, stopping so that we are honoring the body. You know, unlike a vagina, the vagina will 
can unfortunately kind of override we can override her and we can kind of just take things in whereas the anus will really tell you if it does not want something in there or it does not feel safe can can both of you yeah. agree to that that's the clenching a hundred percent that's the clenching yeah. but yeah feeling safe that feeling safe is key i reckon yeah, yeah. exactly yeah and so it is about honoring what the anus is is wanting and, and how it's feeling. And mm. when you're exploring yourself um, and you're just starting, are you starting to use toys or are you still using fingers? I personally would recommend fingers because it is a part of us. And so we have a, a more of a felt sense of what's actually happening. The nerves on our fingers will be communicating with the nerves of our anus. So it's actually so much better to be really in touch with yourself and using your own body. And this is about body literacy as well. Like actually how many people have with like deep, like, you know, intention touched their anus? Not many people, you know, and so to actually feel the little grooves, we've got, you know, two anal sphincters to be able to feel the first one that is the main like clencher that we've got control of to go in a little deeper and find our second anal sphincter, which is controlled by our autonomic nervous system, which we've got no control over. Um, it's like amazing when you start really feeling with curiosity what's going on in this like foreign land. You know, it's really, it's great to do with the finger before you put in a foreign object, because then you know exactly what's going on in there before you choose as well. Because when we're thinking about what we might put in there, there are lots of different options. Um, but the finger <laughs> is the some that shouldn't, yeah, there are some options that people should not take. <laughs> the amount of confessions we get that got lost up there morgan is crazy like have a base make sure it's got base that should be like number one right <laughs> yeah what have people told you that they've put up there oh well bullet vibes is like the go-to, and i think like how how on earth did they but no there's been quite a quite a few different objects a lot of a&E visits. Yeah, yeah, no, we need a flared base if it's going to be anything other than a finger Ooh, or a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and so say you've, <clears throat> you've explored yourself, you're feeling good, you think, oh, yeah, I've got some nice nerve endings on my P-spot. This is something I'd really like to explore with the partner. What do we do then? Are we going straight in, a little bit of a massage? What's your favourite? Communication first. The bit that everybody would say is hard and unsexy, but I beg to differ. It is very sexy talking about what is about to unfold. Um, and so it is about sharing what you feel comfortable with or what you don't. So there might be some very clear no-go zones like like a certain position you know with with anal sex we can do multiple positions we can do sort of a doggy style we can do the person that is receiving lying on their back it could be um 
the person that's receiving sitting on top of that other person you know so it's about figuring out what are we, where are we starting here you know and i i feel like as well with when you're bringing somebody else into the mix it's good for them to start with a finger as well um because it takes time it takes time for the body to warm and warm up and to open so i love that you mentioned massage because i really really rate that as a as a key component for going into anal sex but i also like even before that like once you've had the chat around boundaries maybe even creating like a safe word within that because you know there are going to be so many um moments where you're kind of bracing and and it has to be so slow that you've got some kind of a gauge some is it a is it a traffic light system you know is it green for go orange like hey let's just slow and take a breath red like you bloody stop right now thank you <laughs> um so so because that's going to create the foundations of safety which is so important and then to allow the body to open i recommend something like eye gazing syncing up your breaths together so like one person doing a big inhale and then an exhale is that person's exhaling the other person inhaling at the same time so it becomes the circular breathing so your nervous systems are co-regulating your nervous systems then totally feel really safe with each other um and then coming into like full bodied touch of a massage and then that massage can just naturally lead to the buttocks and then into slowly slowly in towards the anus and there are some very specific like massage techniques that you can use on the anus um before going in which i also recommend what are they i'm just give us the secret thinking about <laughs> yeah i'm just thinking about the rogue people that just like in the middle of like just normal sex and you just suddenly get a finger up there you know? it's like the way you're the way you're describing it is so much better <laughs> yes yes well you can imagine how it's a lot more enjoyable <laughs> if you do, do follow my directions yeah. in this a lot more enjoyable yes the thing is as well like with slowness is important for the opening but also just for safety in that area because we can tear quite easily and so you know and and the the blood you know it's so easy to get straight into the bloodstream from that area so that's why we want to eliminate any kind of tearing or damage to that area so the the slow down slowing down is going to give you a good gauge on what feels good or not um but yes, I can definitely tell you the secret strokes. Um, but what I about is like when we're getting to this point, lube, all day lube, so much lube, like the wetter, the better, you know, like the anus doesn't, well, it's funny, the medical industry tells us that the anus doesn't actually make its own lubrication. But I beg to differ from my own personal experience and from others that I've talked to in the sexual wellness industry is that actually there is definitely a lubrication that happens in there um, with arousal. So, you know, but I do really feel like lubrication is so key to making this more enjoyable. So once you got your lube on hand, there are a few ones. So there's called the rose, we'd call it like a rosebud massage, just to kind of like 
pretty it up a little bit. <laughs> so the star stroke, okay, which is like kind of cute as well. Okay. So you'd use like the index finger and just from the sphincter, like the actual middle bit is you would go outwards in six directions, like a six pointed star. Okay. So you're going, if you're not, if you can't see me, I'm going like from the center, I'm going up to the right, I'm going out to the side, down to the left and doing a oh. full sort of 360 okay. of points. Okay. So that's, that's the star. Then we've got the circling. So you'd use your index finger in your middle and you'd kind of go from the middle sphincter right in the middle and you just slowly go round and around and you kind of get bigger and bigger and then bring it in smaller again. Okay. Um, you can use my favorite, the doorbell. <laughs> so you're literally like pressing like, oh, ding dong, I'm here. Um, so you're just pressing with your index finger into the middle. And it's just this slow kind of gentle pressure that goes in and release. So your body's getting used to that feeling of the pressure kind of going in a little bit and then pulling out. So it's nothing too hectic um that you can use both fingers this is called the spider you bring both in and you in between the cheeks and you just kind of like like you've got lots of little legs kind of tickling in the middle oh my god you're good right now no i thought you were going like this inside the butthole i was like <laughs> nothing is going internal at this cheeks, point that's okay. good <laughs> in the bum cheeks and just in towards the the little sphincter you know okay yeah yeah nice. yeah um you can also do this which is i can't remember what the the name of it was like I've, i'm thinking like the slide the pedal slide or something but you take your full hand on the side and you're sliding it down the center of the butt cheeks kind of like an f post card but with your i was gonna hand. say that is the credit card i remember <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so you're using both hands and it's just like one after the other. And it feels so nice because it's like this continuous, okay. like sliding, stroking feeling. So those are a few like key touches that you can use. It's just going to kind of relax and open oh and titillize gosh. that area. I love it. Morgan, do we need to think about douching at any point? What's your What's your opinion on douching? that is such a personal preference i kind of think i don't know i think we kind of have this fear of poo right our society has like told us that poo is like the most disgusting thing ever or actually it's such a natural part of us but our conditioning is so strong you know it's right from when we were babies you know like not to touch the poo or we you know, parents open up the nappy and they see the poo and they go, ooh, that's a big one. Oh, yuck, stinky. You know, just the conditioning around poo is really quite damaging in our society. Um, you know, th I just think about like me and my youth, you know, like having a sleepover with a partner and like, oh God, I need to dump and oh my God, I hope he doesn't smell it and I hope there's no skids and I'm going to have to go really fast so he doesn't know that I've pooed and it's like, Oh my god, we all shit. Actually, though, you're so right about the conditioning. Oh god, that ain't the one. 
So if we were if we were normalizing poo, if we knew that it's a normal thing, okay, and we know that yes, poo that like the anus, that is where poo comes out of. The thing is that poo doesn't really just live and lurk around and hang out, have cocktails in the anus, okay? In the rectum. It's not just sort of sitting there all day just waiting for an opportunity. It's like we have motions, the bowel motions happen, and we can feel it. Like let's like give our body some credit so it's it's you know you are in a safe zone if you have sort of well i can't speak for all bowels or you know lots of people are dealing with things with their own bodies but with a healthy bowel system and then large intestines working as they should if you have taken a dump like three to four hours before there should be nothing in that digestive tract that is going to be touched while you're having something put inside you up the anus. So it is totally up to you. But if you feel like you really want to make sure like you, there is no poo and you want to like clear the, the passageway, then yeah, a douche is a way to go. But make sure that you go to like a pharmacy and you get like a proper kit because don't put soaps up there. It could ruin like the pH balance. We're wanting something which is like warm water. Some people use like a, a coffee kind of enema. Um, but yeah, make sure you get the right equipment and you're looking after your body. Wow, there you go. Okay. Um, and so any hot tips for once you're ready to enter the anus? I would say breath. You know, for the person that is receiving, it is so about the breath to relax and to create that safety in the body. So if you can, like I've taught people how to do anal breathing before. I think I taught this in the um, the Facebook Live, which is quite a wild concept. You know, it was like breathing from the anus. What the hell? But think about it, right? Like our mouth is the other end of our digestive tract. Our digestive tract goes from our mouth to our anus. So we are fully linked in there. And when we breathe with our anus, it brings such awareness to that area. It creates blood flow down to that area. And it gives us that sense of like the actual natural movement that happens with the anus and the muscles that are around it, which are all the pelvic floor muscles, right? And the pelvic floor is really interesting because the pelvic floor muscles do move as we breathe when we breathe in those muscles should go out and as we breathe out comes back in so if we can get a sense of that natural flow that is just happening in that area we're aware that we can use our breath to actually aid us in bringing something internally into that area so Anal breathing, I think, is a great thing to do. A lot of people probably don't have that kind of, I don't know, openness to doing that before they're about to have anal sex. So that's totally fine. But I would say just coming into your breath and seeing if you can bring it like low, like really use it to be a diaphragmatic breath. So really coming low into the body is going to help you to really release everything in the genitals which is what we want. And again, lube, you know, we've talked about the lube and, you know, just keeping on staying connected to your body about what you need in each given moment. So is it about feeling really safe with that, that partner? Is that about 
having a hot smooch session just for a minute just to like really like connect back in and and feel this connection to that person feeling like you really want that person inside you it is like it's a you know it's something that we probably normalize a little bit more but when we really think about it this is a very intimate part of us so to actually invite someone in is an honor and a privilege you know so we should uphold that in our bodies you know and the person that is going to be penetrating in that way should feel like that as well that they don't have an entitlement to that whole but actually they are privileged to be going into those realms as well <laughs> um what what do we have in terms of stretching there because obviously the vagina opening is going to stretch a lot further than the anus so can you do you need to judge when you're sleeping with someone if they're going to be too big to even try it that is a great question um and yeah so stretching is definitely um something that people do to create more space for that area to be able to take something bigger um and the way that you would sort of do that would be to build up from using a finger to different size butt plugs. But I think what needs to be like deeply honored in the space is what feels good for you. So yeah, if, if there is your partner that has a, a sizable penis and you just can't think about that going in there, you know, honor that. Some people are absolute size queens and they think it feels great you know the bigger the better and um, you know they don't make those gigantic big fisty arms for nothing like people actually do want to feel really filled up in that area so you know it's just really is a personal preference and so for me the stretching thing is i'm, I'm, I'm conflicted about it you know because i think yeah, what are we training our body for? Like, what do we really want to open or not, you know? And I think the the more that you do this kind of play and experimental stuff with yourself and with another, the more you're going to get a sense of what you really like and how much that anus wants to open, you know? And the last thing we want to be doing is creating micro tears or, you know, fishes that can come from tears that are so hard to actually fully heal. So I would just say, just listen to your body on that one. Yeah, cool. Um, I have a question. <clears throat> We've obviously talked about uh, from, say, uh, vulva owner's perspective right now, but what if I'm looking to give pleasure to someone with a prostate? <sighs> this, I, I love prostate so much. Um, <laughs> Yes. Okay. Incredible. So the prostate is situated on a penis owner's body in the anus and up towards the belly button. Okay. And it, and it's about, you know, if you're thinking about a average sized finger, it's sort of in just past that sort of second knuckle. So we're pretty much in as far as we can sort of go with the index finger. And it feels kind of like a walnut, almost sort of heart-shaped actually it's just it's smooth skin but it's raised you can feel it just feels like a little mound and within the prostate it's like the female g spot there's so many nerve endings and so it is like a pleasure spot 
And so that, what's interesting about that spot though, is that it only likes quite gentle stimulation. I mean, obviously it varies for every body, but um, you don't want to be putting a lot of pressure in that area. So if you're using a finger, again, it's the, the, the exactly what we talked about with the massage on the outside, going very, very slowly on the inside. And then once you find that prostate, it's about just staying on that spot. And so like big circular motions, it's about really using the flat piece of your index finger. You don't want to be poking it with the tip. Okay, so you can do side to side, you can do circles, you can do little kind of like the doorbell, you know, on it, and you can work with different what speeds, different trick. directions. But this is where communication comes in. I'm about like, girls, like, yeah, we should, we should <laughs> yeah. know this, I reckon. Yeah, like, about what's that's, good. Yeah, cool information. Yeah, yeah, and it's... um. It's, it is just, it's a personal preference about that kind of touch. And I think a lot of like men haven't, if they're in sort of a, a heteronormative relationship, they haven't necessarily explored that part of themselves or they have um, not necessarily invited, you know, a woman into that space because of fear or internalized homophobic tendencies you know there's so many barriers to this but i just think it's a huge pleasure resource that you know men should definitely be tapping into without any shame it's just another piece of the pleasure puzzle amen yeah unfortunately that shame has that shame is just something they've probably all grown up with hey hopefully times are changing yeah and what are the difference difference in uses between different types of anal toys so for example a butt plug versus and you've got different shapes of butt plugs you've also got anal beads what are, what do we need to be thinking about if we want to explore some toys here yeah okay oh my god that just reminds me if we are using phalanges make sure those nails are really yeah, i'm not short. I, those are not equipped really, to really... anyone's anus these nails <laughs> Mine are always short. I'm always prepared to oh go inside somebody. Morgan's got anal nails. I don't. You're out of luck there. Well, I know what you're up to in your weekends, Viv. You're keeping it very PG, aren't you? Yeah, the sign of vanilla, these nails. Okay, let's talk about butt toys. So um, we've got like, okay, I've got, Okay, I haven't used this, but it's collecting fluff, which is a bit funny. <laughs> here is a, a, a standard little, this would be a beginner's butt plug. Kind of looks like a Christmas tree on like a seesaw. Yeah, and it's got this tapered um, end for easy insertion. And that is what we're looking for, for, you know, when we're not a pro with anal play. We want something that just is like an arrowhead that's going to go in and that is quite skinny. Okay, and then we want to feel like it's got a little dip because that contraction that the anus does will naturally just want to sit nicely on the little dip like that. And then it's got the flared base, which is for security so that it doesn't take off into the big black hole. So I highly recommend this for starters starting out. Then you can go into something like anal beads and 
honestly, like the first time I used anal beads, I got like the first like thing in and I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then kept on breathing, like put the second, third. And then I was like, what the shit? Like, is this, where are these going? And I could feel them deep in there. And I was like, oh, this is okay. Can I go further? So it had to come into my breath to open, keep pushing in. And then I had this awareness, like I'm five beads deep in my anus. And I was like, oh my God, these have got to come out. And I was terrified and I just clenched so hard that I couldn't even unclench. And, um, and, and I just had that moment of like, oh, that's it. It's in there forever now. That's it. <laughs> that clench is strong, hey? That could that clench is like nothing else. Like nothing, that, nothing more is going yeah. in and nothing is coming out. Like we've shut up shop. Yeah. So... What I had to do is really, really work with the mind and the body in that moment. And I had to come back into pleasure. I had to bring clitoral pleasure in to soften that whole area again. And what they recommend with anal beads is that once you are at the height of orgasm or feeling really, really good is when you kind of pull them out because that adds this kind of sensation. Ooh. Um, Fast. You're pulling them out fast. That was quite a fast movement. That was a bit fast, wasn't it? Okay, maybe not that fast. It's not like you're starting up like a lawnmower with... (laughs) We got it. Yeah. Viv is very matter-of-fact, so when we're telling Viv something in case she goes and tries it, we've got to be clear on... Because she'll... Yeah. She'll do it exactly how you Don't do that hand action if you don't... Okay, probably half, half that speed. Yeah. Okay, nice, relaxed exit. Yes, yes. And then, of course, like, this is silicone, but you can use glass, you can use metal, like, all those different textures and and designs create a different experience for the body. It could be temperature or, um, you know, the, the, the hardness of things. It's just like a preference, and you just need to try different things out. You can get butt plugs that vibrate, you know, where you would use that mini vibe to actually use that to vibrate. And the vibration in that area is so good for actually relaxing the autonomic nervous system, which is, you know, we're thinking about this world, we're all so high strung and we're, you know, literally clenched up like that area does to us. And when we can relax the autonomic nervous system, it has this ripple effect on relaxing the whole body. So actually, like when I've given anal, internal anal massages in the past, like I've had people that fall asleep because it is so relaxing. Wow, hard day at work. Just get that vibrating I, butt plug I, on. I don't think I would be one of those people, Morgan. <laughs> You'd be surprised, Joe. See what we can do, I, you know. I have fallen asleep. <laughs> Didn't you think that anal massage sounded nice? I thought that was a nice relaxing. Um, That'd be a nice relaxing into the day, and then a little bit of vibration. Happy days. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds, That's the sounds one. amazing. What a way to wind down. I just don't think it would put me to sleep. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I've been lately doing a little bit of research about um, butt toys and stuff. And it, like, so these butt, like a standard butt plug, right? And you can get yeah. like foxtails and shit that like comes off the other end. So you like pop this butt plug in and you walk around with the tail. 
that was that was a whole other level of wow yeah i it's it's i guess like butt play has become a lot more normalized but in the past it was quite a kink and so with any kind of kink there are then kind of extremities and things that go off that so you know the the, the fox toys and that normally comes into the animal play side of things where that ties into that kind of kink uh, where people yeah, are like paws yeah, yeah. with a tail um but also like some you know butt okay. plugs have got big jewels or you know people are yeah. kind of making a bit fun out of it adorning their their body with with this so you know it's just again yeah. personal preferences people trying out different things yeah no that makes a lot of sense i was like wow who just invented the tail attachment but <laughs> spice up your life you know um okay and if you wanted everyone who is listening to walk away with um the biggest takeaway today whether they're experienced they've tried it before or they're just a little bit curious what's the one number one thing they have to remember i would just say honoring the body actually like not forcing it even if you decide like okay we're having a hot anal night tonight and you start to get into it and you just notice that your body's not into it honor that you know do something different don't override those urges or things just because you've planned it or because you want to do it you know that the more that you actually trust your body communicating with you the more it's going to open in other times when it truly wants it and i suppose i suppose off the back of that what i would say with the whole sort of picture of anal sex is don't forget the aftercare part because it can be quite a vulnerable experience to have someone in that space and you might notice that you need a little bit more care afterwards than maybe say having like vaginal sex so that aftercare is different for everybody somebody needs a lot of snuggling somebody needs forehead strokes somebody wants a cup of tea and to debrief what you've been through um i always think like you know when you take something out of a space like that um kind of cupping the area or just putting a little bit of pressure on it kind of as a grounding and an, a kind of closure to the physical part of that act so yeah just like taking care of yourself taking care of your partner and and yeah just loving yourself really on that aftercare sorry oh, one I love it. question um i've heard stories about that it stays open for quite a long time after is this true false normal no not really that that muscle is so tight like it's um and it's so strong so um it's it, it will bounce back really quickly so i think and it's dependent on the size of what's been in there um but yeah i mean it's it, yeah no really no no not really no. nothing worth cool. like mentioning no good to know Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Morgan. That's been very informative. I feel relaxed just talking about it, you know, for something that's seen as so taboo. And I think people, I know a lot of the male partners that I've slept with, it's like a no-go area. Um, I think a lot of women, something that they haven't thought about, or if they have, maybe it wasn't the best experience for them. So I think that this information is hugely valuable and a must listen for anyone who's even just a little bit curious, um, even about making their experience better. Yeah, 100%. no, thank you for 
bringing it into the light, you know, let's like get rid of these taboos so we can enjoy all ranges of pleasure. Yeah. Um, Morgan's also written um, her butt play for beginners guide in our um, new book as well, actually, which is cool. And where else can people find you, Morgan? Yeah, well, if you feel called to, to work sort of one on one with me or, or body, if you're a vulva owner, um, you can go to my website, which is morganpen.co.nz. Or you can follow me on the gram where I'm always sharing weird things, weird and wonderful things about my own sex life and um, educating around sort of sexual things and body stuff, which is just Morgan the sexologist. Oh my God, I just picked up this thing and it's just started, vi the butt plug has started vibrating. Can you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no. I can't turn it off. It's going more hardcore. Oh, that's Oh so God, funny. okay, I'm throwing it. <laughs> Nothing <through>. was... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Morgan. My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Girls Get Off podcast. Make sure you leave us five stars on Spotify or a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Just one thing to note is that we can't have any explicit words on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, it doesn't get shown. So <laughs> make sure you keep it PG. And if you want to find out more about Girls Get Off, we're on Instagram at Girls Get Off. Our Facebook group is Girls Get Off Uncensored. And you can find us on TikTok, Girls Get Off HQ. Our website, girlsgetoff.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>